safety and for health. And uh, we just thank you, Lord, that you are covering everybody here and all of our families and keeping us well and strong in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Well, let's go ahead uh, before Melissa speaks tonight. And uh, she's taking a deep breath as well because she's been stuck in traffic too. <laughs> so uh, let's go ahead and receive our evening offering tonight. And if our usher, usher will <laughs> lift your hand and our usher will uh, we'll get you an envelope. This is kind of an unusual evening, but we're family, so, you know, we can just gather up and put our feet up on the chair and enjoy the presence of the Lord tonight. <laughs> there you go, Tammy Sue. <laughs> My girl, my girl. <laughs> well, Father, we thank you tonight so much that you love us, that you bring us here safely. We thank you that your hand is upon each and every one of us. We thank you that you prosper us, Lord. You meet our every need. You give us above and beyond that which we could ever deserve. And we thank you for that, Lord. I thank you for prospering everybody in this place, not so we can load up ourselves on stuff, but that we can be able to give to every good work. And we thank you for that. What a blessing it is, what an honor it is to be able to give into your kingdom to see souls saved. And we thank you for that tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, if our uh, assure would go ahead and let's, oh wait, you guys bring it up on Wednesday night so our usher can stay back there. Can you tell we're a little short tonight? Uh, go ahead and, and bring your offering forward tonight and I'm just going to go ahead and turn it over to Mrs. Melissa Hale. Oh, I don't need this. I have this. If you would like, if you would, maybe I do. Oh, if you'd like a Bible, please lift your hand and the ushers will get you one. Usher. Good evening, everyone. Um, I got to say, I'm amazed you're here. I'm amazed I got here. I can't believe there's people in this room. Praise the Lord. This is a testament to the miracle-working power of God. We should all still be on the road somewhere. That was a nightmare. Okay. Um, I'm, very, I'm very honored and excited to speak to all of you this evening. Um, I'm going to be teaching this Wednesday and the following two Wednesdays after that while pastors are gone. And um, I'm, very, I'm very excited about this first one. It's, it's always a miracle to me when this moment finally comes and I have something on paper. Because I'm always like, what, what if, or I don't know. But because I know the Lord gave it to me, I couldn't have done it on my own. And I really prayed and, and, and sought him and, and asked, let my words be your words. And I 
really believe tonight these are his words. Praise the Lord. So let's just start in prayer. Father, we just thank you so much for how wonderful you are, how good you are. I just thank you, Father, for each and every person that brought their tithe and their offering, that you would just you would just bless them, that you would take that money and put it toward your kingdom's purpose and multiply it and bless them. And now that you have access to all their money, God, I thank you, you bless and multiply what's in their bank account, God, because of their faithfulness. I thank you for getting us here safely tonight. I thank you for all the cars out there on the road, that you would just get them home or to where they need to be safely, Father God, without incident, without stress. I praise you, Father God, for each and every person here that the word you minister to us tonight, that we don't just hear it, that we, we are changed. We are forever changed by it, that we are not the same, that we take it with us, Father God, and we have a revelation of the power and authority we have in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. Okay, I, the title of this message, if you're one to take notes, is I Believe in the Name of Jesus. You might say, well, Melissa, hold please. Why didn't you just say, I believe in Jesus? right? I believe in Jesus. Because that's just the first step. Believing in Jesus is the first step. Number one, I believe he existed. Lots of people believe he existed. Okay, but I'm going to take it a step further. I take it step two. I think he was the Messiah. Well, there's actually a lot of people that A, believe he existed, and B, believed he was the Messiah. Okay, but I'm taking it a step further. I believe he defeated death, hell, and the grave and sits at the right hand of the Father. Some people believe that too. I'm going to take it a step further than that. Because I believe all those things, I believe I have made him, I chose him to be the Lord and Savior of my life because of those things. Oh, now it's not only what I believe, this is now who I am, how it affects me in my life. He's now my Lord and Savior. I don't just think he's a good idea and a good person. And yes, he's God up in heaven. He's the Lord and Savior of my life. I don't just believe that, though. I believe the next step. I believe the apostles used his name and miracles occurred. Because the Bible says that they did. I'm going to take that even further and say it wasn't just, it wasn't just in the Bible this happened. I believe that his name stands for himself. I believe because of his limitless resurrection, humanity saving, blind eyes healing, crippled running and leaping, two fish feeding 5,000, hurricane force winds calming, death has no sting power, because of that, his name alone brings transformation to this day. Because I believe in Jesus and receive every single word he said, I believe in the name of Jesus. Do you see the difference? I believe his name represents everything he was and is and did. I believe his name alone holds the power to save, heal, redeem, restore, rebuke the enemy. I think some people have no issue believing in him, but sometimes... They can fall short 
of believing in the power of his name. But if you really do believe everything that God said he, he is, if, if you believe everything Jesus said, then you, then you really just have to accept the power that is in his name. You, you have to accept that too. Because he, here's, here's, here's the deal. Jesus is so amazing, so powerful, so great, so awesome, so incomprehensible. His name alone changes everything. His name alone can change everything. What does scripture say about his name? Acts 4.12. You can just jot it down. You don't have to look them up because I'm going to rattle some scriptures off quick. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Philippians 2.9. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. 1 Corinthians 6.11. And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. John 14, 13. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Acts 4, 30. While you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Luke 10, 17. The 72 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Acts 2, verse 38. And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. There is power in the name of Jesus. I want to read out of Acts 3, verse 1, and you can go there if you'd like. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. So there you go, ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms for those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength, so he leaped up, stood, and walked, and entered the temple with them, running and leaping and praising God. Do you that song? And all the people saw him walking and praising God. I'm sorry, was Jesus, was Jesus there? Was Jesus in that story? He was in the story. 
Did it say Peter, John, and Jesus went to the temple? No. What did, what, what did he say? He said his name. Um, really quickly, backstory on me. Um, I have a very close connection with the name of Jesus from a very young age. True story, my mother tells me that when I was two years old, she heard me yelling in my room to somebody. And she thought, what is she yelling? Is she calling me? Who's she? And she said I sounded mad. And my mom said she peeked in my room and I was in my crib. And she says I was saying, I rebuke you devil in the name of Jesus. And she said she felt peace in my room and thought to herself, well, Jesus and Melissa have got this covered. I'll just close the door and go to bed. So she closed the door. Um, but she's always reminded me of that. She's like, Melissa, ever since you were little, you were rebuking the devil in the name of Jesus. I, I've never doubted that name. It's many 30-some-odd years of trusting in the name of Jesus because it is the name above every name. So I've been trusting in this name my entire life, and when I have called upon the name of Jesus, I have seen my children healed of asthmatic attacks, of allergies, of not three nights ago, Julius was in his bed because he had something allergic, and he said, Mommy, my stomach hurts so bad. And I prayed over him and put my hands on him, and we said in the name of Jesus, that has to go. And that sickness and that inflammation in your stomach has to go. And we said amen. And my 11-year-old looked at me and said, I feel so much better. I mean, immediately after we prayed. I've, I've known real fear and had it leave at the name of Jesus. I've sensed the work of the enemy stop and flee at the name of Jesus. I know you have experienced the power of the name of Jesus. I know you have. It's increased my faith, calling on his name. It's changed me. It's changed others around me. Do y'all know, know that song? If you know it, sing it with me. Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, 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 let all heaven and earth proclaim.
love you, Jesus. I want you to uh, watch this little clip of a Disney classic um, that I think is going to be a helpful illustration of us. <laughs> All right, boy. Let's have the miracle. Now, wait a minute. Anyone can pull it once it's been pulled. You go to it, Kay. Keep it all you've got. Put your hand into it. That's not fair. I say we let the boy try it. That's what I say. Give the boy a chance. Go ahead, son. It's a miracle ordained by heaven. This boy is our king. Well, by Jove. What's the lad's name? Uh, what? Oh, uh, I mean Arthur. Hail, King Arthur! Hail, King Arthur! Long live the king! <laughs> I can't believe it! Do I remember the sword and the stone? So the legend of, of he who was worthy to be king could pull the sword from the stone. Of course, that was Arthur. Arthur was going to be king. Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table and the whole legend. There you go. Anyway, this is a good illustration to me. Imagine that sword is the name of Jesus, right? The power of the name of Jesus. Can mere man wield that power? No. Did you see those eight guys just trying to... Uh, 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 uh. Who is that authority given to? Who is that authority reserved for? It's reserved for the children of God. It's reserved for the heirs of our Father. It's reserved for believers, right? There are people that use the name of Jesus in slander every day. Are they wielding the power of the name of Jesus when they say it? As a, as a curse or a slander? No, no, no. They're not, they're not able to pick it up. They're not able to pick it up and use it. Believers have an anointing to use the name of Jesus unlike anyone else can use the name of Jesus on the planet. You have an authority to use that name and everything it represents. Like a random person just can't. Not because they're less loved, because they don't understand the power of the name of Jesus. That's the only reason why. Here's what it says in Mark 16. And these are the words of Jesus. And he said this. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. What? This is for pastors? Well, this is just for prophets. This is just for the disciples. And this is just for, like, really special anointed people. No. These signs will accompany those who believe. This is for believers. This is for us. 
in the name of Jesus. Drive out demons, speak in tongues, pick up snakes with their hands, drink deadly poison, won't hurt them, place hands on the sick and they will get well. That's the power of the name of Jesus in the hands of a believer. The name of Jesus cannot fail. It cannot fail. But people can fail to use it properly. There's an interesting story in Acts 19. It says, in verse 11, God did extraordinary miracles through Paul so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick and their illnesses were cured and the spirits left them. Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. One day, the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them, overpowered them, and gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. Yikes. <laughs> we thought we were doing a good thing. I thought of three scenarios I've personally done, I've experienced, and maybe you have too. I thought of three scenarios where we can fail the name of Jesus. Now, the name of Jesus will never fail you. We can fail his name. Number one, when it's misused. Believers can misuse his name, and I've done it. You haven't, but learn from my experience. Here's an example, just an example. I am debt-free in Jesus' name. Amen. Is there anything wrong about praying to be out of debt? No. No, not at all. But... Claiming it, I'm debt-free in Jesus' name, amen. If all you do is claim it in the name of Jesus, and then there is no follow-through, right? If, if you're not following up with tithing and giving God access to your money and being obedient, with saving, with budgeting, with working more, with spending less, is it possible we're dishonoring the very name that we just called upon? The Bible says we are to ascribe glory and honor to the Lord, and I believe we are to ascribe honor to his name. And a request in his name without us doing our part and being obedient is dishonorable. I feel it's a dishonorable request. Can I offer a better prayer? Not the best prayer, just a better prayer. In the name of Jesus, I curse and rebuke the spirit of famine that has taken over my finances. 
I ask forgiveness where I have misspent and mismanaged, and I thank you, Father, for your great provision that as I work and save and tithe, you have all access to my money, and you guide us from being borrowers into being lenders in Jesus' name. Amen. Is that a different prayer? Number two, another way we can fail his name, when it's misdirected. This one's a little tricky. Just follow me. You don't have to agree with me, but follow me. Here's my example. Lord, heal me in Jesus' name. Amen. Is there anything wrong with praying for healing? No, of course not. However, are we to use the name of Jesus to convince Jesus to be Jesus? The moment, the moment that I think that I can command God by the use of Jesus' name is the moment I make his name an idol. The moment I think I can command God to do something for me because I've said in Jesus' name is the moment I've made Jesus' name an idol to myself and what I want. We know his name is a gift that gives us access to the Father. We know his name is a privilege to assert that authority that we have in him as believers. We know his name is power against the enemy. His name, think of it like that sword, right? The word of God is alive and more powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. The name of Jesus, it's a sword in the spiritual realm, right? Why would I raise my sword to God? That's not what it's for. Who do you put your sword against? The name of Jesus isn't for convincing God of anything. God is always loving, always faithful, always wants to heal you, always wants to provide for you. You never have to convince him of that. You put your sword against the work of the enemy, against principalities and powers and darkness and wickedness. Or we raise it on behalf of others when they can't lift the sword themselves. And it lifts our faith. And it makes us come, come around and be obedient to the Lord. Here's a, better, here's a better prayer. Instead of saying, God, do this like you said in Jesus' name. because of the bishop. Here's a better prayer. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke sickness and disease coming against my body. Devil, you have no authority over me because Jesus was wounded for my transgressions, bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was placed upon him, and by his stripes I am healed. No weapon formed against me will prosper in the name of Jesus. Right? Am I convincing God of anything here? No. I'm telling the devil to get out of the way. So don't forget where to point your sword. I'm saying. Number three, another way I feel we can fail his name is when it's missing. How many times has something happened and I simply forgot to pray in the name of Jesus? I didn't say it. I didn't think about it. I was 
maybe somebody sent a prayer request over an email and Mary Wesley let us know about something and at that moment I was distracted or busy. I didn't have time to stop and say that name that is above every other name. Or, or I thought something was um, oh, just an inconvenient or insignificant so I didn't attack the enemy with the power of that name when I first knew about something. How, how many times have I not gone, saw a need and, and gone to someone and, and prayed over them? How many times has their prayer not been answered or their addiction not been broken or their stronghold not been removed because I wasn't ready and able to say the name of Jesus over them, for them? I hate thinking about that. I thought about it earlier and I just cried and told the Lord I was sorry. Don't wait. Don't wait to, to, to use the power of that name that he gave you. Um, I think uh, the, the sword in the stone clip that the mean guy called uh, Arthur Wart, I think it reminded me of this story. When I was in college, I suffered from warts on my fingers, and I hated it. It was so embarrassing. You know, you write, you do everything, you can't hide it. And one day, I was over at the Hales, and Pastor was there, and, and I just had been talking about how they won't go away, and they're bothering me, and I hate them. And he said, you know, I used to have warts, and I cursed them in Jesus' name, and now I don't have them anymore. And I thought, oh, well, that's a great idea. I had never thought about cursing them in Jesus' name. You know, I, I think maybe I'd gone, I wish these would go away. Lord, take these away. I, don't, I, don't, I just never cursed them in the name of Jesus before. So we both prayed that day. Cursed it. Jesus' name. Every word on my hand was gone. I can't remember. I'll just say in a matter of weeks. Never had the issue again. Never had the issue again. And I have what I call wart faith <laughs> because of the experience. And here is my wart faith. And it's really sweet. My sister Monica knows I have this. When she starts to get a wart, she says, rebuke it. And I touch it and I rebuke It always goes away. I'm telling you, if you have a wart issue, I will pray. It's, <laughs> I, have a, I have a special, God gives you a special anointing of things you have overcome to, for other people. I have this for you. If you need it, just let me know. Warts don't scare me. I'm not afraid. You know it's a virus, right? It's, it's a virus. So what you're cursing a virus in the name of Jesus is what you're doing. Anyway, to this day, if there is a, you know, I'm sure none of you have suffered from warts, but it starts as a tiny, tiny, tiny little bump under your skin. It's rough. And it grows and grows and grows and grows and grows. Well, the more you let it grow, the bigger it gets, the harder it is to use medicine. You've got to go to the doctor and freeze it off. It's just terrible. But when I feel a bump, when I feel that tiniest thing, do you know I curse it and it's gone within a matter of a day or two every time? Is it me? No, no, not at all. I'm telling you, this is like the yuckiest, weirdest, silliest example of the power of the name of Jesus alive and active in my life that I can give you. Okay? It's called Wart Faith. You can get my book on it after service. <laughs> if, if the name of Jesus will do that, 
How much more? I mean, how much more in every situation, right? The power of that name. I was reading something by Smith Wigglesworth, and in it, someone said something like, healing is the smallest of gifts. How much more he has to offer his children he loves. I mean, sometimes in our lives, healing would be the biggest thing. Healing is the greatest thing. What if to God, oh, healing's the smallest thing? I've got so much more for you, healing. Kids, it's nothing, right? My point about the, the, the word is this. Come against the work of the enemy at the first sign. Don't wait till it festers. Don't wait till it grows. Don't wait like thinking about, well, maybe it's a, you know, it'll go away or I'll just come against it. No, come against it in the name of Jesus as soon as you know because the enemy's smart and he'll take advantage of you and he'll use the time to grow and fester and grow roots and take root. And you know what? You know this. The longer you let something go, the harder it is to make it right, the harder it is to get it back, the harder it is to clean it up, right? The messier I let the house get, the longer it's going to take me to clean it up, right? Unless I just start picking things as I go. If I pick up as I go, it's never that hard. Same principle. Don't hesitate. Don't neglect the authority you have in his name. Well, Melissa, what about the time when I have not misused his name, I didn't misapply his name, and, and, and I didn't miss his name, I said his name. What about those times I did everything right, I spoke in faith against the enemy, I claimed the word of God, and the result I expected did not happen? How many of you have ever had that been you? I love you three honest people in this room. At first, it's happened to me. At first, when that happens, it can feel like the name of Jesus failed you. It can feel like God did not honor your faith. It can feel like his word returned void. Have you ever felt that? I have good news. The name of Jesus will not be denied. God is always faithful. His word never returns void. That's the truth. But it didn't look like that was the truth. That, was, that is the actual truth. Has anyone ever played spades or uh, Texas 42 dominoes? All right. Um, 42 is fun. You should play 42. The principle is the card or domino, right? They have numerical value. Um, and they're played in suits. And the highest number of any suit beats the lower number. Right? Um, unless you play a trump. Spade is trumps. And dominoes, trumps, or whatever you will talk about later. Unless you play a trump, a trump always wins over any other suit, whatever the number is. 
the lowest trump will beat the highest of any other number in a suit. The highest trump beats every other domino or card in the game. When you feel like, I, I, I prayed, I, I, I believed, I believed in the name of Jesus, I believed in, in, in your power, I believed this was your will, I knew it, it didn't happen. Where, where were you? Was my faith not big enough? Did I miss something? Here's, here's what I've come to trust, and it gives me comfort, and maybe it will you too. I just think God played a trump. I was playing my best hand. I was playing my best hand. But he had a trump, and he played it, and he took the hand, and all is wonderful. But I didn't get the result I expected. Let me tell you what God's trump is. It's love. His trump is love. Because... God is love. Love is greater than your hope. Love is greater than your faith. Love is greater than your plans. When you, when you trust that even when, when some, you, you didn't see it happen, you didn't get what you expected, it looks like God failed you. When you trust that God's playing the love trump, here's what you're saying. The name of Jesus is at work, regardless of what I'm saying. You're saying, God, I trust you no more than me. And God, I also trust you're going to do whatever you need to do to bring you glory. And it's just not what I thought. And that's okay. Because I want you to have glory. And I want your love to be known throughout everyone in my life. So you do what you need to do to bring you the most glory and honor in this situation. That's all that's happening. If you would, and we're coming to a close, if you write, would right now, just close your eyes and get really real with the Lord for a second. Close your eyes. I want us to settle in our heart and mind a renewed and fervent expectancy and hope in the name of Jesus. Take every doubt, every hindrance, every regret you've ever had and place it at his feet, trusting him to move in you, trusting him to have his way. Let's promise our God we will be good stewards of the authority he has placed within us, that we will wield the power of his name for his honor for his glory and for his purpose. This is the prayer out of Ephesians 1 that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe? According to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that
that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all and all. The name of Jesus is for you. His name in your life rebukes the work of the enemy. It opens the floodgates of healing. It restores what's been lost and broken. It guards your mind with peace. And it's not just for us. It's, it's our fiercest weapon against enslaving the attacks of the enemy in the lives of others. And that will be a sign for the unbelievers. Father, we believe in your name. We trust you. Where we have doubted your name, we are sorry. And where we have thought you have failed us, we recognize you are only faithful and we just can't see everything. But Father, with everything in us, let us walk in the authority of the name that is above every name, the name that makes every knee bow on heaven and earth and under the earth. Let us be image bearers of you. Let us shine your light and your love. Let us never hesitate to take that authority and be your hands and feet in our home and in our church and in our community and in our work and everywhere we are because we are, Father, we are your heirs. We have authority to use that name and may we use it to break chains. May we use it to glorify you and may we use it to honor you with all that we are each and every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If our prayer partners would come up, if you have anything that you need prayer for, I'm telling you what, talk about knowing the authority in the name of Jesus, these prayer partners do. And they will agree with you and believe with you. Um, so come up for prayer. Um, otherwise, wow, thanks uh, for, for coming. I, I hope you, um, I hope you got something out of tonight. This was called, I Believe in the Name of Jesus. Next week is called, I Believe in Speaking in Tongues. So, um, I'd love to see you all again for that. Um, have a wonderful evening. God bless you. I love you. Good night.